0: Hey guys, I'm Taylor and I'm Erica and we're your hosts for finding the family finding the family is a discipleship tool that we decided to create to bring in ministry leaders professionals and different conversations really about the idea of how to find your family identity in Christ and this week we're joined with our lead pastor Mike Hill to discuss time management so be sure to stay tuned. All right, hey everybody! Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We're here with lead pastor of Life Church, Mike Hill. Mike, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> it's so funny that the lead pastor. This is the thing Jenny always
1: struggle. You could have just be like, "This is just Mike Hill. This is Mike." Yeah, nobody really cares. That Mike's also, also. I get why she laughs
2: at the beginning yeah, of every all the time
1: because I keep looking at her. Just say, Mike." Nobody really cares that I'm. Well, lead we also <laughs>
0: we have to take into consideration that we did have to kind of soften things down a little before we started because I'm also in this chair.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I'm saying anybody that, is anybody going to be watching this? Oh yeah, yeah. So when they're watching this, just you can let Taylor know. Does this look weird that I'm sitting on a couch with yeah, his who, wife?
0: <laughs> put in the comments who do you think fits the seat better? Because yeah. oh, I'm oh, oh, the, the screen oh. that says Mike. So right when now. you're watching, does this look better or does this look? better? <laughs> We talked about the couch and how he was gonna sit close yeah. to Erica. So yeah,
1: like this. Again,
2: one. this just this feels better, right? Yeah, that's what we're this saying.
0: Says, well, we also said the last time <laughs> that us three sat in a circle was marriage counseling twenty seventeen. <laughs> it's been a bit so while. we should have had my father in law Steve as a guest on the show as well. Yeah, we should sat big sat shout for, we'll we'll out to there. Steve Sims Steve because Sims. he's the best. Homer.
1: He's the only probably cop in the Huntington as it pulled me over for a seatbelt ticket. See? Yeah.
2: Really? He's no longer a cop, though.
0: Oh yeah, that's so. right. Well, if you get a federal case, if you catch a federal <laughs> case, <laughs> <laughs> <Let's laughs> he'll right? be there happen. for that. Yeah. yeah let's so, go. Mike, today we're talking about time management and the role that that um, pertains to the family. It's a it's a big thing that we we have 168 hours in a week. Uh, we have the same time in every household that God's given us. Uh, and, it, and it's really something I think that we as a church need to be really considerate of when we're talking about um, the importance of managing your time within your home, not only just as uh, it pertains to your own life, but to the life of your family and your friends as well. So uh, talk to us a little bit about what time management means and, and why that's important for us to learn today. Yeah, so I, again, I think it's good best to go back to why would I even care about time
1: management? (laughs) You know, and it, again, because when I first started youth ministry a long time ago, I had time management wasn't my thing. You know, I'm just going to go and get the day done and whatever we're doing, we're going to get it done. And as the youth group was growing, one of the things that um, everybody would say is that I had a fun, charismatic personality. You could attract people, you know, you're, you're fun to be around, Mm -hmm. you know, you could, you could get people to come to about anything, but the biggest problem is no one's going to ever follow you because Mm -hmm. you're not organized. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what stuck with me is this idea that what's going to be my greatest value long term. So is my greatest value going to be attracting people or leading people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so for me, it was, we got to figure out how to lead people. And so... Went through a course, it's a Franklin Covey course, Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Leader. Ended up getting a life coach, which is weird back then because I was hardly making any money and it cost $6,000 a year to yeah. get a life coach. And But wow. I was committed to the idea. And the other part that made me committed to it was the old idea of a family. So yeah. the what I was seeing was I was managing my household, but not leading it. And yeah. there's a significant difference. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was managing my children, but I was not leading my children. And so I think that was the the greatest desire for me was, is to learn how to be a leader. And uh, in leadership, the only way you're going to be able to get that done is if you understand how to manage your time. Yeah. And again, for me, the the biggest discrepancy is when people talk about time management because everybody's busy mm-hmm. is they're like, you need time management because you're late for stuff or you need types management because you can't get everything done in a day or you need time management because you know, you're not meeting with enough people. I would completely disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think time management is how to get more done. I think time management ought to get the right things done. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's the big
0: difference. That was a big thing when I first got hired here, we talked about, Like I had a different structure. My schedule was set every 24 hours. I knew exactly where I was going to go, where I was going to be. I didn't have to think about it. So then leaving a militant background to a ministry where it's like, just do ministry and really figuring out how to prioritize your time. Like you said, not to just manage your day, but to lead uh, in the different roles that you have in life. That was challenging. And I remember one thing you said was when you're meeting with people, it's not just to meet with people because we could all We could be really busy really fast. The one thing that stuck with me that you told me, um, it was like two and a half years ago now, was you were like, you should be busy on purpose, meaning you should be Mm. thinking through what that next thing is and making sure there's a purpose and a priority to why that's there. Because otherwise, we could just go through the mundane and say, yeah, I could make 20 meetings in two days, but it wouldn't be effective. So, yeah, managing my time was one thing, learning how to, you know, put block scheduling together was one thing, but then also to be like, now, why is this person here? And how do I make sure that that's an effective meeting? Mm -hmm. That was another thing to learn. Yeah.
2: And being intentional about that is so important because I feel like today in like our world, how much you get done is kind of like what people base your worth on, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Like I I, I
2: work all the time. I I'm busy. I do this, I do that. And it's almost like You're up here if you, if you get more done in a day, but that's not really what we should value because it's, it's about what, what are you doing with that time though?
0: Yeah. And that's a culture again, like the military culture was the more you could accomplish and put down on paper, like the, all the little tasks you could do just made you look like you were a more effective Mm -hmm. sailor or whatever it would be. But I just remember looking back at that and I was like, that's the biggest waste of time. And half those things are just fillers. It's fluff, like the raw stuff, like to be a better person, a better leader that stuff was never really captured because the time was spent on doing those small little tasks to collect this larger list of accolades that never yeah. really translated to anything. And so, yeah, you come from this, you know, don't know how to schedule your time, sit down in a, in a really a job that's like, kind of it's dictated week to week or sometimes even day to day, like you don't know what you're going to expect or what meetings are going to come up uh, after Sunday, especially mm-hmm. um, like there's things that you can look down the road and say, I know, you know, we're working towards these goals and ministry, but really like that week um, is dictated by a lot of me sitting down, thinking through what I'm trying to accomplish and the people that are a part of those roles and so like you mentioned, one other thing was like making teams and, you know, how do you make a team though at home? And how does that even apply to someone at home? Because I can't recruit my three-year-old and my one-year-old to get the dishes done.
1: Well, I think the thing that we have to remember is, is you know, exactly what you said. What's celebrated in culture is busyness, right? Mm-hmm. So anytime you talk to a person, the nat- how's things going? The natural response always is busy, Right. Like I'm busy. I got a lot going on because again, we know that people celebrate that, you know, so Mm -hmm. our natural response is always busy. So Mm -hmm. again, you do the best you can. And we think that that's a good thing is because it's celebrated in culture. And the other thing that you're taught, and I've said this in the school system, you're taught this in most jobs, you're taught this is that you need to be a good manager right? And right. so if you can yeah. manage, manage your homework, right? So when you get home, you know, you got this homework and set aside a t- set aside a of time to be able to do it. And so you learn to manage yeah. structures. You don't really learn to lead it. So it's a completely foreign subject to most people, leadership, right? Yeah. And I've always said, like, if you want a picture of what leadership looks like, and I think this is what I said to my family and what I think all of us should think through. So I said, if you take your family up to the edge of a cornfield, right. And there's a path, right. And you, you look at that path. This is how most people lead their family. When you're going through the path, don't touch the corn stocks, stay in a straight line. Don't wander off, get through at a fast pace, make sure we get through without destroying anything or getting in trouble. Right. So you, you set your whole, life up to make sure that there's a path already laid out for me. Mm -hmm. I just need to make sure there's a path already laid out for my children. So I just got to make sure that we get through that path with the least amount of collateral damage Mm -hmm. and them not getting lost in the cornfield. Leadership is we're going up to the edge of the cornfield and there is no path, but you Mm. can convince your family and the people around you that on the other side is something so great mm. that you're willing to pick something up to start cutting a path, Yeah, right? Ooh, and I think yeah. for us, we we don't teach that. No. We don't teach our kids to engage in the path mm-hmm. that God's laid out for them. We right. say engage in the managed path that culture has laid out for you. Right. So pick a career that culture laid out for you. Pick a way that culture. We don't teach our kids to think from a leadership type perspective. Mm. And so then when they get in these opportunities, you know, because we got to remember our responsibility as parents is to train up a child in the way that they should go mm-hmm. instead of manage up a child so they stay out of jail. Right. Right. Training up a child means training to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's what we don't want them to depart from. Like we yeah. don't want them to depart from the idea of what does it mean to be a leader? Because yeah. you're called to lead your wife. Yeah. Not manage your home. Correct. Right. And that's not the way we more or less as husbands sometimes think our best best responsibility and honestly it's celebrated if you can manage your home well you know you're doing really good or for a wife like Mm -hmm. you manage your home well so your kids don't look like they just got out of the garbage can or they got clothes (laughs) on when people come over or your house house is destroyed right so if people walk in your your house is picked up and and again although all of those things are important they're not the the most important thing and so that the, the way that we have to get around with that is first of all, deciding. So what is it that we need to do to develop ourselves as leaders? What does it mean to lead? What does it mean to teach our children to lead? And how can they see it as an example with their dad and how can they see it as an example of their, with their mom and how can we teach and train them to be able to do that?
0: Yeah. And I think that's the big thing is the example. Uh, We've talked about this a lot in our home of like, how are we setting an example through our marriage, through the way that we parent, through the way that we interact with other people, because our kids are always watching. You know, if you've had young kids, you know, this, like they are sponges and they're taking in everything. Or if you've raised kids uh, and you you see those little isms, like you have like a miniature mic, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that would be like for the boys. And then mm-hmm. you have a, you know, Lexi would be a miniature Sherry. Like they have those habits about them because they're watching the example that you're setting. And I think one thing that we we tend to forget is like they're also watching how we're spending our time. Like we even talked about this before with with just our phones or just the things we're doing. Like kids try to imitate you mm-hmm. and imitate the things that you're doing. And so what we've said is we have to be really really proactive rather than reactive mm-hmm. about what we're allowing in our home. And so thinking about how we're spending our time really broke down to, well, what do we value? Like, do we value just sitting on the couch and watching movies with our kid? Because that's that's quality time. That's intentional time. Not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with that. But we've said if that just becomes like the only thing we do, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. So how are we taking the time and the roles to say, like, as a father, I'm spending time with my kids to make sure that I'm showing them what a father is. Mm-hmm. And, and as a husband, I'm showing them how you should treat a spouse. But really, if you look back at your 168 hours, and we've talked about this before, like, it's a value-based system. Like, mm-hmm. you, your time is prioritized around the things that you like to do and you value. And we've said, you know, several times uh, from the front on Sundays, like, you can look at someone's time and money and you can tell them everything that they value.
1: Yeah, but if you think through it, I mean, think about kids in general, right? So when when a kid is going through what we would consider is a poor decision or they're making bad decisions, what we tend to do is take the decision out of their hand, right? right? So I've said, I tell the story to everybody. So when Brady was in middle school, he thought it was a great idea to date somebody that was in high school. And so (laughs) Sherry had a big view on what that looked like. And so, you know hey you shouldn't be doing this but he decided that he's going to keep doing it and so she's like we're going to take his phone we're going to do this and so she went through we're going to take the decision out of your hand Mm -hmm. I said here's what I'm going to do I'm going to meet with him every Friday morning for breakfast and I'm going to help remake his value system Mm -hmm. because the reason that he's doing it is because he values it that's why he's dating this girl or wants to date this girl and what I want to teach him is not to obey the rules but to make a decision based upon a value system because obeying the rules only works when somebody was watching yeah. value systems mm. happen when nobody's
0: watching right it's that integrity yes. so, so i yes. met
1: with him for it took a year and like two months and we'd meet every friday and he kept they kept they so he
2: dated her this whole time oh yeah oh, wow yeah. and okay. so a
1: year and two months and then finally the one friday morning he came to me and he says Dad, I have the list of why I'm going to break up with her. And he wow. had made a list of why it did not make sense for mm-hmm. him to do it. Mm-hmm. And that day he did it. Wow. And so to me, you're teaching your kids, again, how to lead based upon something that's internally changed and not how to be managed following the rules. Because mm-hmm. when you give them, not that we shouldn't have rules, right? Like yeah. I'm not right. saying we shouldn't have rules, but at the end of the day, you're teaching them this value system that says, oh, I need to learn why I make decisions yeah. instead of just doing what my parents tell me to do. Mm. And I think we forget that that mold is set very young, very right? Young. Like that's why you see so many kids go off the rails when they go to college. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're out there banging everybody and having sex with everybody and getting drunk <laughs> yeah. with everybody. It because, causes all
2: the rebellion. Yeah,
1: because they have, once they, they got to the place where I don't have to follow the rules, there was no value system You know, where they
0: thought through it. That's Actually, we'll link the the book because I'm not sure what it's called right now. But Don and Kim uh, read this book. It has to do with helicopter parents and bulldozer parents. Mm -hmm. So the helicopter parent hovers over someone and makes sure that they're okay. The bulldozer removes every obstacle from their path. So the kid never has to make decisions. Mm -hmm. Both Mm -hmm. of them are really, really harmful to the development of a child because like Erica always keeps me in check with this. Like kids have emotions, they have opinions and they're entitled to those things. Mm -hmm. So when my kid's angry, I don't get to get mad at her because she's angry or Mm -hmm. he's angry, right? Either or, like they still get those emotions, but we're trying to teach them how to, how to use those emotions appropriately, Mm -hmm. how to make decisions appropriately. Like crew is terrible with climbing over the back of our couch right now. And it's like, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. And so we have we've talked through how we parent him from keep, he does the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. I'm the, well, just watch him crash and burn and he'll learn. Mm -hmm. And she's the, well, we can be more proactive and make sure he's not doing these things. Mm -hmm. So even in our own parenting styles, there's, there's things we want to teach our children from the small things of climbing on a couch, but all the way up to when you have to make a decision for yourself one day, I worry about, did we set you up enough for success when the decision hits you? Because one day you're going to leave my home Mm-hmm. and you're going to depart, and you're going to make a family of your own. Have I done everything that I could to equip you now so that decision that you have to make later in life, you make the right one? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing is praying for their spouses and letting them not only just go into a, a relationship and just kind of you know, manage that time together, but how are you going to step in and lead your family mm-hmm. from the get-go to show someone this is what I learned from my family?
1: Well, and again, if you go back to the idea that you're trying to equip Leaders. Right. So there's this evolution of children. So in the beginning, there's like they need rules right? and they Mm -hmm. need to obey the rules. And whatever those rules are, those rules are set. And there's there's consequences that go with it. Then once they get to a certain age. And again, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you might never put this on your podcast, but I'm like, then the rules go away. There's only one rule. This is how it was. You only got in trouble for one thing once we got past that, and that was lying. There was no other oh. rule. So, and the reason was, is because we wanted to teach them that the the greatest thing long-term that that will keep you from accomplishing the thing that God wants you to accomplish is
0: trust. And being truthful right? to right? That's what I'm saying, trust. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you
1: can't, if people can't trust you, mm-hmm. right, then you're never going to be able to go where God wants you to. And here's what we wanted to teach you. See, my my dad taught me, that, um, to lie and to lie really well, because yeah. if you got oh. in trouble when you were 13, 14, 15, 16, you got your butt whooped. Yeah. Right. So it's easy. Same. Just don't tell them Yeah, like, we taught our kids come to me with anything. Cause you're not going to get in trouble.
2: Yeah. So and if you, I love that because that's something that I already see with Ren. She's three, but she'll, something will happen the other day. Okay. Crew. For instance, right. So she woke crew up And I asked her, I said, did you, you know, did you go in there and wake him up? And at first it was a no. And then about a minute later, she comes out and she goes, actually, mommy, I did wake him up. And I, I told her that's okay. Like, thank you for, you know, I wanted her to know that it was okay to tell me the truth and, and that she feels comfortable enough with me to do that. And that's something we've talked about yeah. often too, is we don't want them to ever fear us in that way. Right. And to always be able, you know, to know they can come not to, to be, us. Not with,
0: to be a best friend, but for a, them right. to one day come there's up a, to me, and be a like, a dad, there's something I'm struggling with <laughs> mm-hmm. and I need to tell you something. And I need to talk through something. I need your guidance. I need mm-hmm. your leadership now. Right. And I can't, and I look forward to those conversations because I am not saying I never had it, but I was the same thing. My dad, I wanted to hide everything from him. My mom, I wanted to hide everything from her. One was really strict. One didn't care, mm-hmm. and so it was really hard for me to understand. Growing up, I hid everything. My whole life before Christ, I just hid it, right? And I stifled it, and then I was never true to who I was. Mm-hmm. And yes. that was that was actually challenging finding my identity in Christ when it's like you never who are really you? even yeah, who yeah. are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so having people to lead me and go through those things, it, it's made a difference in my life to be like, no, just be truthful. It's never going to hurt anything. Well, and
1: if you think about it, I mean, how many people? as their kids get older, talk to them about the things that they value and how to develop a value system inside of them instead yeah. right. of just it's, like— so it's,
2: Exactly. It's about yeah. being intentional. Right. But that is so missed Oh, yeah.
0: for sure. Well, it gets messy you know? in parenting. So, like, Erica, talk about that. When you're home, We, it's not an eight-hour-a-day job. Like, it's a 24-7. The kids are around her. Mm-hmm. And so, what's that like for you? So, you have a role as a mother, as a wife, as a daughter, all the things. Yeah, but we. I mean, I think it's just crazy to really think about if you're not intentional with the time that you're teaching those the value systems of life, uh, and and what it is to be a believer and all of that. How it just becomes almost sloppy, and then you lose sense of like how to be organized as you're leading the kids. Yeah,
2: and and that's something I struggle with all the time still, especially with them being so young. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of talked about that. It's hard when they're three and one years old, but I feel like just for me. If I don't plan out my day and kind of like set like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it kind of like you were saying, becomes sloppy. Like there's no real organization, always, behind always, always behind, behind, always literally like rushing to get from like place to place. And we've so all, it's this just,
0: is real quick interjection. We've always, we've become the family now. Like I used to be 15 minutes early to everything. Everywhere I was, we've become the family. They're like, where's Taylor and Erica? <laughs> That's us. <laughs>
2: It's true. That's we're us. late a lot. Like we and it's like hard. we're gonna be
0: there. It's just like we're leaving when we should, should be there. Be there. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's yeah. it's because you're always if you get behind that one day, and it's always the one day you have something going on. Mm-hmm. You can have Monday through Friday. It's clean as a whistle. Saturday rolls around. And you have that one event or that one <laughs> gathering you're going to. We're out the door late for whatever yeah. reason.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I just I really do feel like I'm still learning. All of that, and trying to figure out how to do a better job at it, and you know,
1: so how well does Taylor support you in that? So, like, from the standpoint, (laughs) uh, called out, no, like, no, I mean, think about this because I do think that this is the issue, right? So, there's this: you're running the home, and I'm coming home to, you know, what you've tried to put together. Because there is a real reality that what you said. So, when kids are young, this is all an evolution, right? So, when kids are young. Time management organization is a lot for your sanity, mm-hmm. right? Like, part of it for just is sure. I need to stay sane because <laughs> <Yes>. there's <laughs> no way to <laughs> She's leave staring my at you so seriously
0: right oh, now. Oh, no, because it's so yeah. true.
2: My day, sometime I'm like, today what before just we came here, like it's like I 7 left. p.m. and I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like 12 hours of chaos, it feels well, just like. Just getting
0: ready to come here. I just took the kids over to yeah. her parents' house and I stayed over there for about an hour with the kids drop them off and then, so she could have time to get done what she needed to get done.
1: Right. Because that's where, again, so back to a value system, time management, Mm -hmm. right? So Taylor, as the leader of your family, like as an example, when you're thinking through this, so this is something that Sherry and I did on a regular basis. So we would sit down every Sunday Mm -hmm. and we'd ask two questions like, how am I loving you? So am Mm. I loving you well, because you have a love language. Sometimes I forget about it. I need to know how am I doing Mm -hmm. and how are we doing in accomplishing the goals that God has set forth for us. So that's the intentional opportunity for you to say, Hey, you know what? I, I need, I'm insane.
2: Yeah. Right. Like
1: I need, I need this from you, Taylor. Like I need, Mm -hmm. I need you to be able to lead in this place and be able to get us because again, you know, and this is the same concept. So Sarah, you know, just got married, and we were talking about this whole idea of time management. She's a single mom. Was mm-hmm. a single mom trying to raise three children,
0: mm-hmm. and then yep.
1: everybody wants to say we should be more organized and we should have it all together. And like it's we,
2: that simple.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. like, <laughs> and again, and I told her I'm like this is so. When we sit down and say, okay, what? Because what's going to happen in my schedule is you're going to get what you need from me first Mm -hmm. before anything else. So we're going to sit down and say, what do you need from me this week? And this is why I said it evolves, because it changes every week.
2: Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's
1: way more and sometimes it's way less. But part of what we're, you're teaching two things. One is, is that uh, this priority system that would say the thing I value more than anything is you. And that's Mm -hmm. what... Uh, our children need to see yeah, you know and yeah. so i and
2: I, I do think taylor does a really good job uh, with that i think we we're actually just talking about this for me it's easier because i mean i wear many hats i'm a mom yeah, i'm a wife right. i'm a you know daughter mm-hmm. all these things but taylor wears many hats as well but his is kind of where mine's more cohesive mm-hmm. his is all over mm-hmm. you know so he works outside of the home but he's still a a dad. He's still a yeah. husband, all these things. So we kind of had to sit down and talk about what that looks like mm-hmm. and where I need him. And it all, you know, communication is huge on that because sometimes I feel like if I'm just trying to handle it all, do it all on my mm-hmm. own and let him, you know, be where he needs to be for work, it's better that way. But then eventually it all comes well, crashing we all have and needs, burning. and we right? all have needs, so, and
0: needs met. So my priorities, we talked about in those hats, like There's times where I'll be home and I need to be home and be present because I can be in a home, but not be home real easily. Because again, I could be busy. I could open my laptop the second I get home and finish work and, Mm -hmm. you know, fire off emails and reply to people. But I've got kids sitting there and I've got a wife there and I have to show them. That's the thing is like when I come home, the first thing I want my kids to see is I'm looking for my wife and my kids to say hello, give them a kiss and say, I love you. And
2: that's what you do a lot of the time when you come home. One of the first things you say is, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And so, where are we and that, at? yeah, where are we at it's right now? Like I'm walking now? into
0: a battlefield. Yeah, YouTube. and <laughs> kind of like we talked
2: about earlier, you know, kids, especially with like a stay-at-home mom, they'll mm-hmm. push the boundaries a little bit more with me. But mm-hmm. when Taylor comes home, mm-hmm. it's kind of like law. Yeah, yeah, well. you could say that. But but also, it's just like things become a little bit more intentional. You know, where we'll kind of sit down and then we'll you know do what we need to do, and they they want to you know tell him about you know what they've been doing or whatever so it it helps in that sense you have to play off
0: of one another too because like if I come home and I can just see the look of like uh oh (laughs) I need to get in and get you know roll my sleeves up it's time to go we're in it's dad mode (laughs) she needs a break Mm -hmm. I have to be able to know my wife and love her enough to know she needs something without her having to ask for it the other thing is I have to be able to fill in those roles essentially wherever she's, I can see that she needs me. I need to be there. And then vice versa, like she needs to be able to recognize I came home long day, I messed up, you know, encounter or whatever. And she recognizes like, he needs to decompress for a little bit. I'm going to kind of keep the kids or we just feed off each other. Mm-hmm. But again, like we don't negate the fact that, but once I come home, what's, what's really sad to think about is the, the clock doesn't stop and it doesn't pause. Mm-hmm. So that the seconds are ticking away. The second I walk in the door, So however long I choose to dwell on something or she dwells on something, we miss the opportunity then to show our kids how to be resilient as leaders as well and say, yeah, there are going to be times where you're distracted or you need to decompress. But there's also times where we need to step up and still spend that intentional time making disciples within our own home like – there's times where I come home and she's got that place on lockdown. She's she's like, hey, what's the scripture for today on the fridge for um what charity put out for mm-hmm. the children's ministry? She's like, What scriptures are we reading? And w- there's times where I'm like, Well, she's she's got she's got this. Mm-hmm. That also doesn't mean that just because she's got it, exactly. I don't need to step in. Mm-hmm. Like I still, I'm still a father and I'm still a husband. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important for us to consider like that we have our roles and we have all these hats. Mm -hmm. But just because you're in the presence of someone who looks like they have it all together doesn't mean they don't need your support through Mm -hmm. them. Well, and
1: again, I mean, I would assume this is something that you've both ran into. I mean, the greatest tool in time management is margin. So if you have no margin in your schedule. Because again, back to when people get the wrong idea of time management, Mm -hmm. time management is not about getting more done. It's getting the right things done and making sure that we're doing it the right way. And so a lot of people are like, oh, if I get my time managed, I can do more. No, Mm -hmm. you're building in margin. And that's for a couple different reasons. You can't schedule in movements of God. So you can't schedule in when the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Right, Right? And if you have no margin in your schedule, you can't, right? And you can't schedule in when your kids need you or when your wife (laughs) needs you. And if you have no margin, build in your schedule. Because again, very specifically, I have margin built in. And it says it in my block schedule. Mm -hmm. Like what this is, this is, I have what I call it, family time, free time, something. Mm -hmm. It's in there. And it's for multiple reasons. But the main reason is if you call me and ask me, If I can do something, it's this time. If you're doing normal time management, the idea is, oh, yeah, I have time. But what I do is block it out from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so if you call me and say, do you have any time? I'm like, no, I don't have any time. Well, I think that was a
0: big challenge for me. Again, when we sat down, uh, you kind of walked me through time management and you, you had me report to you, like, think of every role you have. Tell me how much time a week you're spending in that role or really, and we broke it down to, to days. Sure. And, and if you really look at the things you're trying to accomplish in a day, it's mind boggling how little time you really have. You're talking about sleeping, eating, working, being a dad, a husband, um, any other things that you're doing, cooking. Like it's all something. There's always something to do. Uh, and when you when you put it down on paper, you'll fill in the 24 hour day, and if you didn't put any error in there, commuting, resting, prayer, silence, time alone with family, you will feel like you'll look at your schedule and be like, I've got four things in the morning and two things in the evening. It looks like my early morning's open, my afternoon's open, and my late evening's open. But if you look at it that way without making that intentional time to be with the people that are closest to you, you'll miss it. Well, and that's why I that yeah. time, time
1: management's more of a tool to guard. Yeah. Than it is mm. to be, than to be able to be, to be more efficient. Yes. I look at that as a guard. Like, so that's the whole reason, like, sit down before anybody else steals your time. Mm. Block out. And that was actually a <laughs> question I was
2: going to ask, especially in your roles. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like people will often take advantage of your time? Yeah, And then how do you... How do you go about that? How do you go forward, you know, with people? <laughs> well, so, uh,
0: you, uh, let me answer this one first. So, so, is that
2: a funny one? So it's I think, a funny again, one
0: because
1: I think we're at different places. I just don't ever answer yeah, anybody. Well, th-
0: so uh, this is what I say. I
1: only answer a few people. I only answer emails at a certain time. I only yeah. answer phone calls at a certain time.
0: It all depends I mean, what you're doing. But- Right, well, like just, so, like if I don't have time, I'll tell you I don't have time. But I wouldn't know if I didn't have time if I wasn't sitting down looking at what I was trying to accomplish. Whereas, so like Mike even has time in that schedule that he breaks down. He's like, this is what I'm replying and responding and you know texting emails. It's, I it's do. I only.
1: To I only email. It. Like two times a day. Otherwise, I, you
2: want to have enough time in the day to get I, to everybody, right?
1: I, I learned this a long time ago. If you don't guard your time, somebody will steal it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of people are, to this day, I'd still say there's people that are still mad about it at the church. But I always said two things that, and I say it in every Discover Life. One of the things you're going to understand is that I love Jesus and my family more than I love you. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So that will be reflected in my time. So you're not going to get to me all the time. I'm not answering your phone. Because the other thing is, is that the problem with people is that they want you to work out of their urgent Yes. And I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm just not doing yeah. it. But I can most of the time, like I won't text back for a day or two and it's already taken care of. You didn't need me anyway, you know?
0: There's no. a lesson in that. No, I, yeah. and I think the other thing is this, it's like as a church, you have to set the precedent for what we're calling the family to do, right? And I'm not saying we're, we are perfect in our own personal lives. right? But like, if we're going to say, families need to prioritize time, we have to be able to show them what it's like to prioritize time and understand that like, when the I need you right now is like, those have to be filtered, right? There are emergencies and then there are mm-hmm. times where you're just like, okay, well, what what is your need? And it might not fit what I have available right now right. because I haven't seen my family. I can't come to your house at eight o'clock just to talk about something that I don't even know it's gonna produce, right? So it all has to be filtered through the lens of the priorities, that we're, the goals that we're trying to accomplish each day, which really is actually, we should just talk about goals because if I don't have goals in ministry... I become counterproductive. I will just be busy and I will just meet with people and I won't get anything done other than making people feel good that I've met with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the same thing we've talked about this and this is what's challenging for us. And Mike, I'll let you take the reins here, but <laughs> setting goals for not only your, your job, but your marriage and for your kids. It's like, that's something we, we don't have the marriage mission statement. Like we haven't sat down and we should. And we're yeah. going to, obviously. Well, the
1: only reason, though, is so it's going to determine mm-hmm. how you spend your time, right. right? So, like, if you if you have a mission statement, and again, I don't want it to make it like you have to have all this posted all over your house and you have to, you know, evaluate these goals. Yeah. But you are going to go back to when, when you're evaluating your time, you're going to go back to, well, I don't know, what is our mission? So, if this is our mission, because, again— Taylor's gonna, you're gonna experience this probably more than Taylor. Mm-hmm. So as a pastor of a church, everybody wants to be with you, mm-hmm. right, and get to know you, right. So yeah. as that goes, you're gonna be like, hey, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not hanging out with those people. Yeah, that's not in our mission statement. Our in our mission statement, at, when Cherry and I talked, there was there was a part of it to. Build it intentionally to the leaders we have and reach the lost, Mm. you know? And so it was broke down on how much time we were going to spend in each one of them Mm -hmm. because Sherry's gift was hospitality, right? And so the idea would be is is that, you know, people would want to be with us as an example, Sundays after church all the time. (laughs) Can you go out for lunch? Can you do this? And I'm like, nope.
0: Family family. time.
1: And this is why, because my kids, Brady would bring kids home from Taylor like, see, bring mm-hmm. kids home from grace and they would come to our house for dinner, mm-hmm. you know. And so, we cherry cooked them dinner your, and yeah. we did that. And I'm like, this reaching these kids for Jesus is way right. more important than me sitting down having a meal with you. And I'm not devaluing you, right? right. But I have to make a decision based upon my mission how I'm going to spend my
0: time. Yeah. And, you're, and you're setting the example to show your kids like, we value you reaching your friends, so we're going to help partner and support you with that. So bring them home. We'll feed them. We'll, we'll, we'll create fellowship with them. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, am hoping, and I'm assuming they learn from that. But if you then were to be taking time away and saying, no, I will go out to you with these people, then your kids are like, dad's gone. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he's not home.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's both. I mean, I think the things and I can, maybe you should ask my kids this, but I think the <laughs> things that my kids would tell you over time is, is that I will never value, and this is very important to me, and I think it's harder for a woman than it is for a man, but I think this is really important. You should never love your kids more than you love your husband. True. You know, and that's a big deal because I see a lot of moms falling in love with their kids, Mm -hmm. you know, because, and again, no fault of your own. That's who you're with all day, right? And so that's your focus all day long, and then it's like, have nothing left you know yeah. to give my husband or I have nothing left and so again back to when you create boundaries that's the biggest yep. thing so so when you do time management, it creates very strict boundaries, you know? And so didn't matter. And our kids knew this, not to this day. Like, listen, we're going to go on vacation without you. (laughs) We're going on dates without you. And I want you to learn that I do love your mom Mm -hmm. way more than I love you. Well, you're also teaching them. It's
0: biblical though, to teach them. They're going to leave their father and mother to create a family of their own. We've talked about this before is like the family while it involves the kids for a period of time, it's really the mother and father is where it starts. Mm -hmm. And then what I've, I've heard people say this family have said this friends, people at church have said this, you raise your kids and you serve them for 18 years, you know, for each one that leaves your home then you're redating your spouse for the first time in 18 to however many years yeah. it's been. And then you don't know where to start. And you've missed all that time of loving the one person that you're going to be alone with.
1: Yeah, but the thing, and again, when I talk about these boundaries, some of those boundaries are simple, right, mm-hmm. and easy. The ones that are hard are like, as an example, so Cherry had a big family. They, every, they did everything together, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like... We're not going to that birthday party or that birthday party or that get together (laughs) or that thing. And her family got really upset because we were spending time with lost people, Mm -hmm. new families and new relationships. Mm -hmm. It's a boundary. Like I know you, I love you. I get all that, but I'm not wrapping every bit of my discretional time into going to every kid's birthday party. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to every get together. I'm Mm -hmm. not going, we, based upon a mission, yep. not based upon whether I love you, don't, cause they're all mad. Cause that's like, how
2: people, right. That's how yeah. People like you didn't show up was, and
1: you didn't know. I'm like, yeah, I know. I didn't show up for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people don't know Jesus. And I want you to know that yes, you're good. Right. And we'll spend time together, mm-hmm. but I'm not wrapping my whole life up. Cause this happens in families all the time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Big families. I mean, it's like every weekend there's something to do or during the week, yep. there's always something our to do. Our summertime yeah. is littered with... I'm birthday. not saying it's yeah. wrong. Hold I'm just on. saying...
2: Yeah, but I think like... So for us, when we bought our home... um what we wanted to do was host. So kind of like you guys, you know, you were talking about that. That was our intention was to make that a place where we can bring people in and disciple to them. Because not only does that give us that opportunity, but it also gives us opportunity to be together rather than Taylor always being gone, Mm -hmm. you know? So it really also brings that family time together and an opportunity for our kids to see, you know, what we're doing and what we want to train them up Mm -hmm. to do. And getting
1: them to learn the concept of is that if you're ever going to do anything significant in life, you have to learn to separate or to get rid of things that are good and do things that are great. Yeah. You know, yeah. because what we, what we tend to do is be involved in a lot of good things, mm-hmm. yeah. right? They're not wrong. They're not hurting anybody, but we don't tend to teach our children or even the people around us mm-hmm. that you're right. These are all good things, mm-hmm. you know, and these are all, because again, just as an example, I mean, I lead a men's group on Monday nights and lead a, you know, now a youth group on a boys on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, you should be teaching a class at life at class during the week. And you're like, dude, I got to pick. So there's like 60 or 70 guys. And a lot of these guys are new in their faith or learning their faith or growing in their faith. These are kids that, you know, a lot of them are just trying to figure out whether they know Jesus or not. And then you want me to teach you the same thing you already knew.
0: That's a huge call. I think for the church right now is to really understand, like, if we are going to be a church, the collective body of believers, and we're going to be as effective as we can be, we can't let it be just the staff members creating groups, right? Like and that this is, person. I was just talking about this today in yeah. some of my meetings. This is like, I so many people come to me and say, "Hey, I really want to start a men's group, and they want me to do it." Really, is what they want, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "I would love to," can't. Mm-hmm. I I I pray for this all the time too, but if we had leaders in our churches understanding that they need to manage not only their own families and their own time, but to reach the lost to step up and live the call of the Great Commission is to say, I'm going to step up and lead a group. And I, that's where I will help you give you resources and, and meet with you, you know, occasionally to help you with those, with those goals. Mm -hmm. But if more people would step up instead of waiting for the church to start it and just start their groups, we would be multiplying at a rate that I don't think we could be, I don't even think we could understand. Mm -hmm. But, but that comes from people getting out of the, the place of just managing their faith and leading their faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has to do with, are you being intentional with the time that you're spending making disciples? Because mm-hmm. I, I think we miss that. Well,
1: and again, the only way you're going to be okay with that, and that's why I've always said, that's why it's important to talk about what you value mm-hmm. and what is your mission. So you go back to the reason that it's great to have a marriage mission statement and the reason it's great to talk through your values mm-hmm. before you ever even get to time management is, is because it's going to be challenged.
2: Yes. So yep. you're
1: for sure yeah. going to be challenged. And if you choose to do this, you are going to be significantly challenged by other people on why. Right, mm-hmm. And so it's not hard for me. So when people get on me about, like, not answering right away or any of these other things that people just expect me to be able to do, like— mm-hmm. I'm okay with that challenge because I've already pre-decided before you get on me what I value instead of trying to decide, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe I should have. I've already pre-decided the things that are going to be valued to me and I give them time.
0: And I think that's what people, like, we have to realize this, like, and, and we're still learning this, obviously, but you have to spend time in the beginning getting this going. Mm -hmm. So you have to spend time trying to learn the systems and the processes and and really evaluating your day to day and then sitting down, investing in one another as a, as a family and as a couple or whatever that is and saying, this is how we're going to manage our time because we value these things. And then once, but I think that's what it's the barrier almost because once you've done that and you've identified, like you said, these are the things that my family, this is what we value it's very easy then to make every decision is already filtered. It's like you said, it's pre decided. Yeah, it's like
2: a baseline. To so go when back someone reaches to, out, mm-hmm. you can really
0: quickly go, "Nope, I don't have that time tonight." Mm-hmm. This is what our This was family game night. We've had this set forever. Mm-hmm. We do it every Friday night. Mm-hmm. Like and and there like obviously there is margin built in for or if there is an emergency. There's times where where things yeah. do change and but at the same time you have to be able to spend the time in the beginning so that way this process becomes a normal routine in your family's life Mm -hmm. and you miss out on it's not as like it's not this chaotic on a whim trying to figure it out it's very organized it's very thought out and it kind of runs itself after well i think there's i think that the two
1: levels of time management so erica talked on one of them is i need to I need a plan to mm-hmm. get through the day so I don't kill somebody, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Like I do. I, I yeah. mean, I need a plan. It's, just a, it's I have to have a schedule yep. just to get through the chaos of a day so I can keep my sanity. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the, the problem when you say time management, everybody's like, I got to go buy a calendar and I got to, you know, mm-hmm. put it in everything and get right. it all right. And I'm saying, okay, so that's a part of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the thing I would suggest before you go out and buy a calendar is sit down, whether it's with your spouse or whether it's with your kids, And talk about what you value. Yeah. Because that conversation takes a lot more time Mm -hmm. than just I think it's pretty simple to take a to-do list and put it in a block schedule.
2: Yeah. Like I
1: think it's pretty easy to look at what you have to get done in a week and make it fit. Like I think that's the easiest part of time management. And it's what the sad thing is, most people don't have anything. Yeah. You know, that's that's really sad. But once they do get there, it's like, I just need to take all the thing and get them the things of the day and make them more organized, which is a part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the bigger part of it is the lasting impact, the standing at the edge of the cornfield, convincing people mm-hmm. that it's worth the work, yeah. Yeah. convincing your children that it's worth being different right? Because you're going to teach your kids to be different. Like if you teach your kids to be leaders, they are not going to be accepted in the mainstream society, right? That's
0: a big discipline.
1: Or the way you guys choose to spend time, like that's not normal for people, right? So if you choose those types of things, like if you spend time doing that, like you're going to be challenged in it. And so if you haven't put in the time, and I guess I would suggest to everybody, it's an ongoing process. It's an evolution Mm -hmm. as your kids are growing. I mean, we talked about this earlier. Like once girls get to be a certain age, like they need their father more because your young daughters right now, Mm -hmm. fathers are trying to figure out what kind of man they want. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to give them what they need, then they're going to go find it in somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's hugely important, you know, and then these, (laughs) and again, these, these young boys that are trying to figure in, and men are probably pretty good at this. Be a man, right. Get out there, do the things you're supposed to do. But what they need is a mom that they can come and put their head on. Yeah. Right? A mom. And does mom have time for that? Does mom (laughs) have the ability for me to be able to, you know, come up and be? be nurtured, yeah. you know, in the way that I need nurtured. Yeah. And that, that grows, right? And that's different. And back to, if you don't have margin built in your life, when, when your son wants to come and sit down with you and just sit on the couch, you'd be like, but I, I, you I know, go, or I you're gone. Go. Like you've lost all, your are you, you for can't the day. And you
0: can't tune in and like actually be present in the moment because you've right. got something else you're ready to accomplish. And then you so miss that. the next thing. And we've said yeah. this, the big thing is like, we're trying as parents, to, to create an example so that our kids can find identity and take in Christ and take on their own faith. And if we're not showing it, they're going to find it in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the biggest fears, but also one of the biggest motivators for us to be really intentional with our time. So Mike, thanks for your talk today about time management. I hope it helps someone, anyone uh, who's listening. I know it really helped me. Um, and yeah, again, thanks for being thank, here thank with you. us. Yes. Thank you guys.
2: Thank you guys for joining us today on our episode with Pastor Mike. For more information and resources, please visit our Life Church Huntington app. Click on the resources tab, finding the family, and there you'll find all additional information. We look forward to seeing you next week.